Hello and welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs. With me as always is... I am Chris Carnicelli. And... I am Rob Morphy. Social medias, the Instas, the Twitters, the Facebooks. Be sure to follow us there. Do it. Please. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated for this podcast, so please be sure to leave a rating and a review on the Apple Podcast apps and the iTunes. Those are two different things. They are. But we appreciate your ratings and reviews there. Uh, also, too, uh, we are available on Spotify, and a bunch of people out there want to give them a quick little thank you. They sent us their uh, the screenshots that we were like the most listened to podcast on their Spotify list. So thank you all oh, very much. Oh, snap. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, very cool. Donkey cool. So do all that stuff. And uh, before we get started, actually, we're going to give uh, a special little acknowledgement and a special little shout out here to a listener. Uh, Stephen Overman, he uh, contacted us uh, just today. That unfortunately, on the 16th of December, his mother Sue passed away from cancer. Um, he sent us a very nice note, though, that you know, with all the hardship him yeah, he's been going through, uh, he's been listening to the podcast, it's kind of helping him out a little bit, kind of just getting through it. So this one's for Sue, absolutely. Right here, I have Salute, a delicious uh, Genesee local. Heart Brew goes here, out so. and, and thoughts. Thoughts, yeah, thoughts absolutely. and, and, and nothing but affection. Yeah, very sorry to hear of your mother's passing, but uh, I'm glad that we can offer some solace in just a little bit of... Uh, absolutely. Totally. It, was, it was both a devastating and heartwarming note, yeah, which is sure. kind of what yeah. I guess the best things in life are. Yeah. Totally, totally. But yeah, thank you so much. Um, and, you know, here's to your mom and, and, and here's to, you know, you guys being able to enjoy the memories. Yes, Definitely. Definitely. Also, too, we're going to give a special shout out to listener Hunter Blevins, who sent us a very nice Christmas package. Oh, good lord! Oh, fuck in yeah! Holy crap, Mister Blevins, you have outdone yourself. It was just like a series of more joyful revelations in this in this wondrous box. Uh, you you clearly uh, tailor made each gift for all of us. Yeah, you gave Mark a goddamn predator. Yeah, it's adorable. The predator, the lava planet, the old school lava planet original kenner predator and i'm a huge predator toy nerd so getting an oh, old you're a one, huge yeah. straight up predator nerd across exactly. the board yeah chris got piles of cookies, cookies. and a man baby a jerking off Steve Austin baby, <laughs> yeah. which is adorable and haunting. I must have mentioned that in the pod <laughs> that I wanted. And my man hooked me up with some paranormal books from which I can oh, cultivate yeah. new pods. Yes. So thank you, Hunter Blevins. Yeah, thank you very best. much. And don't forget, we got one single. Oh, and, and we got some. And we got some whiskey action too. Oh, we got, oh and and, oh. and the best part for me, opening up the box, taking each piece out. And then seeing the series of dicks and a hot yeah. dog sticker at the bottom of the box. Yes, there's just dicks ahoy. Just dicks for days. It was so enjoyable. And, you know, one of them is like a standard two-ball phallus. That's fine. The other one, one was like this jerking, really yeah. beautiful, impressionistic, <laughs> veiny dick shooting jizz and having fun. It was done very well, actually. I was pretty... I, I was I, impressed. I removed the, the, the bourbon box, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's just two giant penises staring at me. Yeah. And that one's done really well. Yeah, I was Good very Job, I gotta say. Then we were looking everywhere for sneaky dicks. Because <laughs> yeah, we're like, they could be anywhere now. now that, yeah, all, all oh, bets are off. And we also got, We also got a single battery and, and, a, and, and, a, sing, condom and a single rubber. That, oh, yeah, that rubber. Chris and I will be splitting. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect yeah, base. Yeah, whoever yeah. gets there first. We yeah, just, whatever. Yeah. Whichever one whichever of us, one you guys gets it. I'm going to use it to pork a ghost, I'm pretty sure. All right, good. Yeah. Good. All Look right, it. cool. So there, there you have it. Thank you very much, Hunter. Merry Christmas. It was, that yeah, was, Merry Christmas to that everybody. Was that, was, that was definitely cool. So, all right, let's get started with this week's episode. This is going to be sort of fun and kind of weird. It is definitely I, weird. I did a little bit of a pre-research a little pre on this, and I was like, huh, 
This is something a little different. It's a little kooky. We're talking about the ghostly scarecrow of Chiang Rai. In 2005, villagers living in a rural Thailand farming community claimed to have had a close encounter with a small, spectral, red-eyed entity, which witnesses claimed was eerily unbound by the laws of gravity or physics. Booyah. Wow. Rob. And you know what? Fuck the laws of thermodynamics while he's at it. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he obeys the rules of anything. No. I'm going to disclaimer real quick that I'm going to probably brutally mispronounce every city and proper name therein. We don't even know if we named that title right. I'm going to do the best. We don't even know if the title is actually right. So, you know, if anyone out there is of Thai origin or speaks the language, just be forgiving. It's the Christmas season. Yeah, forgive us. We love Tony Ja. Forgive us. We totally do. Uh, I love Thai food. So. Oh, yeah, and the food. Oh, yeah, yeah, food's great. Yeah. And, you know, wonderful temples. Totally. A phenomenal culture. We just we just don't speak it so Our well. apologies to you, Thailand. <laughs> Located about 488 miles north of Bangkok and situated on the Kok River Basin. I know. I'm 14. I can't yeah, tell Yeah, that. why? <laughs> the Chang... Yeah, you can't. Nope. You, the Kok River Basin. Come on. I'm, I'm four. I can't help it. The Chiang Rai <laughs> province is situated within the renowned Golden Triangle area where... Myanmar, Laos, and Thailand converge. Nestled within this province is a small provincial farming village of Hue Nam Rock. On the morning of August 31st, 2005, no less than 10 residents of this tiny village claimed to have seen a bizarre, yellowish, quasi-humanoid figure hovering above a ridge that ran through a rice and lemongrass field owned by 69-year-old Thai Kitkang Ban. That's a great name. The first eyewitness of this strange event to come forward was a 51-year-old man named Sawang Bunrat Chizak. Bunrat? Bunrat Chizak. Bunrat Chizak. There he is. It's phenomenal. Who claimed that he spied the being while bicycling past the field sometime between 8 and 8.30 in the morning in question. Swang, who was adamant about the fact that he was completely sober when he spied the creature, said he first thought the entity was a scarecrow that had, by technology he was unfamiliar with, somehow been automated. It must be nice to be like, in your head, like, I assume that there's robot scarecrows now. Yeah, really. When I see this weird thing doing its weird shit, I assume there's a robot scarecrow taking care of stuff. That is a nice world to live in, I think. Nice going, Swang. Yes. But upon closer evaluation, he decided that what he was looking at, bizarre as it may be, must be a living creature. According to Swang, the moment that chilled him to the bone was when the hovering quote-unquote scarecrow suddenly turned, stared directly at him with his with its blood-red eyes, and nodded its head as if acknowledging his presence. This is fucking weird. Oh, okay. What struck the admittedly frightened witness most was its gaze did not seem hostile, but imploring as if it was asking for help. Mm. So now you have a pitiable thing. Yeah. Whether or not this creature was trying to make a connection with the human witness, Swang wanted no part of this potential summit between two distinct species and hastily left the scene. I mean, even if things look into you like have pity on me, but you think at first it's a, like a robotic scarecrow, you really, I mean, you, I guess you kind of should help it, but on the same note, like, don't. Yeah, but I mean, 
I mean, the really, same token, just, don't. Just don't. Well, maybe pity face is like they're like, I'm going to kill you face. That's true. If you smile at a chimp, you're going to lose your face and yeah, all your, your fingers. Your balls are gone. Everything everything gets torn off. <laughs> I, once again, I have to say Why this. is it every time we talk about monkeys and balls being gone, you look at me the, when you say that? Because you, because you we had monkey. to talk you, you down always from want a, a monkey. monkey. I, but I didn't get the monkey. That's not what I said. I'm I said cur- we had to talk I'm you down. monkey list. Three times. You're welcome. <laughs> Three times Chris and I have had to save you from the monkey. Every, like for weeks, we expected you'd come in a little asshole on your shoulder. <laughs> Sadly, that monkey passed away. And the dog that she came with passed away as well. Oh, a monkey and a dog? Yeah, she had a German Shepherd. They probably killed each other in a fight. (laughs) (laughs) No, they were were buddies. Yeah, well. Sorry for a different time. All right. right. So what we're going to do is we're going to understand why Swang was so cautious. Because Mm -hmm. this thing is interesting to look at, to say the least. Swang informed the rest of the villagers about the strange being, which he described as an armless humanoid creature with two small, almost atrophied legs, which rather than ending in feet, tapered to points with flesh that was a sickly jaundiced yellow. Hmm. He further stated that the thing was about 30 inches in height with a large head and equally large ears attached to a relatively small body. Most disturbingly, he informed them that gravity had no apparent sway on this possibly paranormal beast. Well, yeah, if you have just points for feet, He's, then how you... It is a dangly, floaty, orange... Mark, you, you have the illustration yeah. I mean, right unless, right? unless you have perfect, perfect balance. Then you're, yeah, you're, you have, yeah. Then you're on just points. Yeah, you, I mean, it'd be hard. It's like walking on the, the tips of ice skates or something. It would be, it'd be super difficult. So this thing uh, is just basically a yellow torso... With little dangly feet, big red eyes, strange ears that sort of take up the better part of its head, almost Ferengi. I was gonna say Ferengi. Yeah, if you if you guys are familiar with, uh, no, that's a Ferengi. Yeah, it's, Kinda. A, it's like a it's like a jaundicey Ferengi with like a little tiny mouth and dangle feet, and so oh. this is the thing that's looking at I people. Even, I didn't picture feet at all. Well, like I say, little atrophied dangle limbs yeah. that end in points. As soon as he heard this odd tale from his friends, 35-year-old Swang Booney Alak. Booney Alak. All right. Now, his name is also Swang. Okay. I was going to say, didn't uh, we just hear yep, Swang? Okay. Yeah. No, we had Swang uh, Bunrat Chazik, I think. Mm-hmm. And now we have Mr. Booney Alak. Booney Alak. Okay. Along with several other <clears throat> villagers, dashed to Kikaban's field to see the strange creature for themselves. Booney Alak later described the almost unbelievable apparition to reporters, stating, The alien is about 70 centimeters high. It has yellow skin and a flat chest. Its mouth is very tiny. It has a big bald head with big eyes and big ears. Consistency. While Swang was the first to report the incident, Baopan Lawi Chai would later claim that she was actually the first to have seen the being floating listlessly above the field at about 6.30 in the morning. So the first one to make the report is Swang. But this lady later said, I saw it a couple hours earlier. He saw between 8 and 8.30 and yep. then she saw yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. All right. Swang claimed that he and the other villagers observed as this weird organism, which he described as having a large round head that looked like a light bulb and big red eyes, as it wandered about the field for nearly an hour, seemingly unconcerned about the humans who were openly gawking at it. Some of the eyewitnesses, like Bok Anu into Wang, believed that the creature was some sort of animated doll. I don't know if this is some fucking magic thing. 
I don't know well, if it's yeah, Annabelle, you know, East. I don't know what's going on with that. Or if they, it's another form yeah, well, of the, the robot. Why are those the, the jumps? One's, it's either it's a robot, it's an animated doll. It's a ghost. Uh, yeah. And there's going to be other theories, too. <clears throat> she was indicating, perhaps, that it employed jerky robot-like movements. Others insisted that it was more of a spectral apparition, which they compared literally to Casper the Friendly Ghost. Which is fun to see that, that looks this nothing. 1960s strange, you know, Western reference somehow has sway in Thailand. Yeah. So maybe just because of like the the the, the parallel to a robot, but then them saying that it's, it's an apparition almost makes you sound like if, as you're looking at it, that maybe it's kind of like phasing. Oh, I didn't even think about almost that. Almost like just the way that it's moving. It, 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 it's like herky-jerky, but at the same time, it's almost like see-through. So it's maybe it's just kind of like appearing and disappearing but like I don't slightly. Think, well, no one said that, did yeah, they? Yeah, no one's talked about translucency or transparency. So I right. don't I don't think we should assume that. So, yeah, I'm, I, well, I'm thinking that maybe because of the like the distance that they were at, like as they're looking at it, it looks like it looks herky-jerky. And they said it was like an apparition. So maybe it just was like sort but of... But it could also be a culture that is like steeped in... Uh, traditional beliefs and superstition that they would be more likely to think that this is a paranormal entity right and some sort of phantasm rather than uh an extraterrestrial or what i mean this really kind of beggars description it's very hard to figure out what the fuck this is yeah totally um so any theory is basically valid Villager Kama Pinsai Moon stated that he watched what looked like a child floating until about 10.30 a.m. when it did something that would seem to be beyond the capacity of most biological creatures. Let me go on a limb and say all biological creatures. Mm -hmm. When he, according to Kama, stretched, turned jet black, then disappeared into the sky like a soaring rocket. Whoa. Stretched. Stretched. So... Yeah, I guess like a like a cartoon thing, like when like, like zoop, when Tom and Jerry, one of them starts running and their torso elongates before the legs catch up with the head or whatever. Yeah, huh? But the fact that this thing, whether or not it's corporeal, stretches out and then just boom, like a, like t- like like it's a self-propelling slingshot, like it's its own rubber band. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, if that's its own, like, if that's like, let's say it's an alien, that's like the beaming technology. Wow, what a bummer. That's not oh, even beaming. That's, that's, that's just terrible. That's a that shit would suck. That's, that's a shit way to get back yeah. to your ship right there. I mean, unless Jesus. that thing is pliable as fuck, it's got bones of rubber, it can float. Yeah. Maybe these this species is meant to stretch. Maybe. For us, it seems reprehensible because, you know, there's <laughs> vertebrae, you know, there's the rack, and <laughs> we have bones, and it sucks. Yeah. But for these things, maybe it's just like it's just, pure joy. That's how they roll. Maybe they look at us and they're like, oh my God, they've got those hard things in their look skin. Look at those rigid fucks. Oh, God, their backs are always hurt and their knees suck. Oh, they're so gross. Oh, and they're walking like, on the ground with their feet, with these, their big flat feet. I know. Look, look at these gross little yellow jelly bag things. Oh, they're what so are those gross. things hanging off the sides of their arms? Oh, oh, oh. God. They are the arms. <laughs> yeah. Tiny ears. I don't know what the is. <laughs> oh, Christy. Okay. So stretched, turned jet black, then disappeared into the sky like a soaring rocket. Other eyewitnesses to the alleged event agree with Kama's description, but claim that the being disappeared not into the sky, but into a bright glowing orb that hovered above it. This would seem to indicate a potentially extraterrestrial move. So some, like, Kama is like, 
it just winged into the sky. Everyone else is like, right. no, yeah, stretch, turn jet black, flew into a big, fat, glowing orb. Right. So... UFO time. Yeah. Regardless of what the origins of it is, it's a UFO I mean, and that I it's unidentified. A big fat glowing orb could be paranormal though too. Absolutely. Well, of course it can. Yeah. If I had to stretch, maybe we did a portal and I had to assume a shape to get through it. I didn't want to bring oh. up portals, but you did. So you might be safe with your interdimensional fetishism this time around. Well, well, you know what? We're gonna see if it gets there. Okay. We're not gonna jump the gun just yet. Investigator Kitty Cassum Ratanacosa, fun to say. Visited the village of Huai Nam Rock as soon after the incident to interview all of the eyewitnesses and examine rocks and soil in the region to see if it left any evidence behind, apparently. He claimed that many of the people he had talked to told him of a floating fire that had been seen falling from the sky near the rice field just one night before the villagers claimed to have seen the ghostly scarecrow. Based on that testimony, is it possible that this mysterious entity was a survivor of a UFO crash who was just exploring the Earth while waiting for a ride from some sort of intergalactic taxi service? If there was a crash, no mention of any debris has been made, suggesting perhaps that the glowing orb might not have been a taxi so much as a tow truck. Either way, that's wild speculation. Yeah. I'm not even necessarily more partial to the extraterrestrial <clears throat> hypothesis in this case. But it's one that you have to consider with flaming things in the sky and glowing orbs. Yeah, I mean... And maybe. the fact that it is clearly n not classic Earth biology that we're dealing with. Maybe aliens have Uber and Lyft. Why not? Why not? Maybe they have AAA service. They probably would have had that tech long before us. Can you imagine what a pain in the ass it has to be to work with the intergalactic AAA? Oh... It's all the different planets you got to go to and you the different species you got to deal with. different people, exactly. Yeah. But, but if you can travel that, it it's, makes it, it just seems like it's just a complete road dog of a job where you're just like, Well, that's because we can't it. fathom interstellar travel. It's true. I and mean, also, if you have like true. warp technology and it takes four seconds to get that, that to a different makes, galaxy, then it right. shrinks your universe down. That would make everything different. Also, we can't fathom a, a world where the, the species in charge isn't a pile of douches. So that, right. those are the two things. If if they're actually, you know, amiable and right. go out of their way to get along and have, as Chris suggested, super tech, maybe it's just a flawless, awesome system. We can't fathom it because yeah. that shit would fucking fall flat on its ass yeah. here on Earth. It, it seems unlikely, but... But we can't let Earthican logic impose on the universe's goodwill. No, we can't, good sir. Dang nibbit. Continue, Robert. Will do. Needless to say... It wasn't long before curiosity seekers, approximately 100 per day, a huge influx for the area, flocked to the small village from miles around in the hopes of catching a glimpse of this enigmatic object. Villagers piled onto several pickup trucks and raided the Meijan district office trying to confirm a false rumor that the celestial visitor had been caught. This, of course, prompted the local police force to take action. Police Colonel... Kitty Sin Kong Ta Pan. My favorite. Phenomenal. The superintendent of Mai Jan District Police Station sent in a cadre of extra officers to deal with the ever-increasing crowds that were infesting the village. You got a little pandemonium happening here in this little village. You know, it kind of it's reminds crazy. me of pandemonium. the Murfreesboro Mud Monster right. or Mill uh, Race. Mill Race. Yeah. That's another classic yeah. one. I mean, probably the most classic one in terms of... People going batshit cra crazy. And we would yeah. do the same thing. Like say, we we, were, we talked about it during the Mill Race episode. If there was ever a crypto phenomenon or a proper UFO flap, I wish I wasn't so young when the Hudson Valley flap happened because right. I'd probably be there all the effing time 
We'd be road tripping there biweekly. Um, it'd be impossible to avoid. So while I, I, I empathize with the city leaders about what it must be like to deal with all this human traffic, how can you not want to see? Yeah, totally. Because yeah. these flaps never last long, whether it's cryptozoological, ufological, paranormal. There's always a certain window. Some are a little longer. So, you know, you get Point Pleasant the last, you know, about a year or so. And some are much shorter. So right. you've got to jump, you know, while the iron's hot, as it were. Kong Ta Weepan even tried to dissuade the visitors from coming by claiming that there was no evidence that this creature was an alien or that it even existed at all, save for the eyewitness testimony. He even tried to support this claim by stating that his officers had found no traces of damage to the rice field, conveniently ignoring, it would seem, the fact that all of the observers claimed that the creature was floating above as opposed to walking on the rice field. Hence, no evidence of said creature. Of damage, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're yeah. not going to find footprints of a floating creature. That That's a flawed flawed idea he's just trying to push he's just trying to push it down trying to suppress yeah. the information doesn't right. want the yellow floating glob thing to get out who does maybe they did take it maybe they maybe it's still there today to this day locked up oh there's a real possibility yeah if it could be yeah. captured they would capture it totally and they wouldn't release it they no. would try to figure out what the fuck it is well how do they get it after it turned into a, a black missile you're right and left. True. <laughs> maybe there was more than one could be Okay. This is my own. Maybe when it turned into story. a black rubber band missile and shot into the glowing orb of doom, that was really an an Earth trap, super science trap oh, launched to I capture like these things. Nice. Okay. Really? Okay. In Thailand? I, I would like to. Well, who knows? The secret I mean, tech under no, the rice paddy. So, yeah. Soviet tech. I would have been Russian at this point. American tech. We we don't respect the borders no the super paranormal bprd style tech that the major superpowers (laughs) have they will go into these other countries and they will take their paranormal entities and use them and weaponize them to their convenience it is a dirty game friends (laughs) okay indeed (laughs) all right the media interest in this case became so overwhelming that the sub-district municipality mayor banjong yang yuan Jan Jawa. Nice. Right on. Asked the village chief to set up a camera in the rice field in case the entity returned. Although he was skeptical of the creature's existence, he didn't want to take a chance on missing what might be one of the greatest scientific discoveries of the 21st century. On a more practical matter, Banjong also was forced to dispatch a crew of workmen to repair the road running past the field where the creature was most regularly seen due to the fact that it had been churned into an impassable mud mound by the massive influx of tourist traffic. So this is creating some some chaos. Infrastructure in, is yeah. going to shit. In the sub-district municipality, this is, we, got some, we got some real shit happening. Yeah, no, when you're the sub-district municipality mayor. Yeah. What an odd title. Yeah. I mean. You got to deal with this shit. You, no. You, you can't have your roads falling apart. No. People slipping into rice paddies. No, you got to get that shit Kids drowning. Deal with it. Yeah. Fair enough. For the moment, it seemed as if the identity of this mystery monster might finally be put to rest when Tong Muan Pochel Oet, a resident of the nearby village of Doi Kam, which is located about six miles away from Huai Namrock, claimed that the episode might have something to do with the discarded helium-filled rubber doll he found trapped in the branches of a tree in August of 2005. What kind of helium-filled rubber doll are we talking about, Well, Robert? we're going to discuss that. All right. 
Pochelowet tethered the greenish-orange doll outside his home, convinced that it would make a good scarecrow for his vegetable garden, which was constantly being raided by stray ducks and chickens, those fucking dirty stray ducks and chickens. Yeah. It's not your goddamn corn. No. I had to say it. He described the doll as being about three feet in height with a large head, upon which were a distinct nose, eyes, and mouth, and tiny arms and legs. Notably, he mentioned that it did not have ears. Hmm. So, little discrepancies okay. here. Okay. You know, the skeptics want it. They want, they're want. they so horny for this to be a goddamn helium-filled oh, balloon. I'm horny for this, Rob. You better believe it. Not you. I'm not calling you a skeptic. Oh, no, I am right now. I'm like, oh, Are you horny for a balloon dog. right now? Well, I Is mean... It, does know. it go into your horniness for fucking blimps? It all ties together, doesn't it? <laughs> you know Lighter what? than air gases, you fucker. <clears throat> There's nothing saying this isn't a blimp. You're right. There you go. I, this is the one time I can't argue. Yeah. Fair enough. On August 29th, a huge storm swept through... Pochelot's village taking his trusty scarecrow with it. It would be two days later that the flap of the alien sightings would begin in the Kitkaban, and I'm sorry, T. Kitkaban's rice field in the village of Hawaii Namrak. Pochelot later claimed in a September 11th interview with the Ramdwe Kwai Khan community radio station that while he assumed that this floating doll might be the cause of the alien sightings, he did not come forward for fear that the villagers would accuse him of lying, which is why he waited so long to come forward with a story. While it is tempting to dismiss the entire incident as an obvious case of mistaken identity, one is hard-pressed to ignore the fact that an animate, large-eared, armless, tiny-mouthed, red-eyed, yellow creature does not quite fit the bill of an inanimate, earless, armed, wide-mouthed, non-red-eyed, greenish-orange inflatable doll. To further confirm this supposition, when a reporter showed a frustratingly difficult to find, I could not find a copy of this photo, that's why I say that, photograph he had taken of the doll to the Hoi Nam Rock witnesses, they unequivocally claimed that the features of the rubber doll in no way, shape, or form matched the creature they had seen. So the eyewitnesses are dead up saying, "Sure, it's convenient, it wants to work, it's a right. floating fucking scarecrow doll, about the right size, but it just okay. ain't cutting it. The villagers further stated that they saw the alleged extraterrestrial being moving its limbs and head, and that the controlled height and manner in which it floated was an obvious indication of intelligence, completely unlike a balloon's random floating. On September 10th, the UFO investigator Terry Colvin posted the UFO up posted on the UFO Updates website that this story had appeared on Thai television, and he goes on to quote. Thai TV today reported on an entity seen in northwest Thailand near Chiang Mai. The entity was seen near a rice farm by four or five people. It had a large head and a yellow body. The phantasm then stretched into the sky and disappeared. The news anchor called this a John Bin, or flying saucer, as it translates to English. Unfortunately, following this brief, essentially 24-hour flap, this brief but intense flap of scarecrow sightings, this entity, whatever it might be, disappeared never to be seen again. Whether this inexplicable creature was an alien, an apparition, an unknown species that stirred from its jungle hideaway, or nothing more than a helium-filled balloon, the citizens of Huai Nam Rock Village will likely never forget the bizarre events that occurred on August 31st, 2005. 
All right, there you have it. 2005, that's definitely a more uh, contemporary one, one yeah. which is nice. Yeah. This is in 73, so that's kind of a nice little uh, takeaway right there. Um, all right, so interesting little scenario with this uh, little floating uh, yellow, armless, atrophied-legged thing. It is an odd duck. It's bizarre. Anything that you... Can you, can mm. you think of anything that fits the description of something like this? There is nothing that I'm familiar with. Um, I cannot... Uh, claim to be an expert in Thai legends or, or paranormal, uh, you know, lore. But um, I did research it when I was doing the story when mm-hmm. I wrote it years ago, and and I couldn't find anything that that was really a direct parallel. Right. Obviously, there's nothing in cryptozoological legend that is like this yeah. that can float without any means of flying. You know, that is lighter than air, mm-hmm. but can still manage controlled flight. Without wings or any rudder-type appendages or anything like that. So maybe we should stick more towards the phantasms and or slash alien angle for this because cre- I mean I, obviously it could be some cryptozool you know from the cryptozoology field, but to me it sounds more like we're dealing with a ghost or an alien, which means Heller Heller space. space. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, man. no, this clearly fits the purview. This is Heller well, space. Just, well, just because it wasn't the balloon that he described doesn't mean that it still wasn't a balloon. I mean, look, I'm hot and horny for this balloon. I'm with you there, Chris. We're holding hands. We're on this bridge. We, we want this we, balloon you don't bad. Know, there's, I mean, there, it, it looks like a ripoff dollar store ET. You know, it, it could. Scarecrow. It sure it does. It could. Like, if it was just tethered shittily, you know how they have just weights tied to balloons? Yeah. Yeah. That would keep it kind of floating. So after right. the wind took it, it would still maintain... Right on the ground. Everything, everything Chris is saying is valid. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Except that saying, I believe that it, it, would it, I'm just not it be there. able to turn its head and look. It's true. It wouldn't be able to. Well, the wind could move its limbs. I give you that. And sure. you're right. If it had a thin line tethered to, I don't know what, like just something that weighed a little yeah, yeah, more than right. I don't know it. A piece of corn. A piece of corn. Three niblets. A piece Three of niblets corn. Three niblets would keep it from floating a away, twig. but not bring it to the ground. Heavy. How about we ought to agree on a solid cucumber? How about that? <laughs> one sure. solid cucumber. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Medium. Like Water. A, a relatively, like a pickle cucumber. Yeah. One solid cucumber. All right. I'm Let's just saying. I mean, size. Let's just say a solid man-sized cucumber. What is man size? Yeah, what does Don't that worry even about mean? it. Just accept it and we'll, let's let's continue. Did you just go phallic for no good no, reason? No, I didn't. Man size. All right, man size. It's a man sized cucumber. We're take a lot for blue. All right, so that's one theory. Right. A man, balloon with a man sized cucumber. cucumber. <laughs> so that's that's on the table, you obviously. Know. Um, and then other, you know. There's other things that I would throw could... extraterrestrial completely out the window because there's there'd be nothing to it except for the fact that it was actually seen by various eyewitnesses flying into a literal UFO. Now, not a piece of high technology that all sorts of fucking great accoutrement like something out of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but a glowing yeah sky orb. Well, like how how high was it? I don't know. Like if it was, I guess if it's even ten feet, technically it's UFO. I mean, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, technically, this fucking creature is a UFO. It's floating, but, yeah. So it's an unidentified, or well, no, unidentified well, no, flying entity. Well, no, because it was somewhere, and then it flew up. So it's not like, I, I see it there, and now it's in the sky, so I don't know what it, You still don't know what it is. It just right, happens to right. well, have flight. There was some discrepancy uh, there, because some dude saw it stretch and shoot like a rocket, and then the rest of them were like, well, no. Other, other eyewitnesses said, no. They all no, they saw all, that. They didn't, all, not all of them saw it fly oh, into the dot, or the, the, the glowing. Okay, the eyewitness, comma, I remember that name, saw it shoot into the sky. The other eyewitnesses saw the exact same thing. Except it shot into a glowing, you know, ovoid object. Okay, yeah. gotcha. However big or However small, big how or far small away. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and you know what? In that case, like it was mentioned earlier, that could be an interdimensional portal. 
There's no reason to assume it's a Could piece be. of technology. Right. The robot action and the herky-jerky of it kind of makes And also to the floating. I mean, if we are dealing with something that's interdimensional, there's nothing saying that whatever plane of existence this thing is on is the same as ours. So when you are seeing them, they don't have to be on the same plane as you. You could be seeing it on a, something completely different, whether you're just a little bit above it or a little bit below it. So you're saying our ability to perceive things in exclusively three dimensions might exactly. limit our ability More to like see More how Chris describes the three to fourth dimension. Right. Stuff like I, re- that. I remember that app description. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe that, that is a possibility. Could be. It could be something from the fairy realm, something by that I mean the, the little people, the ancient folk that allegedly have been here longer than us and have played hell with us and coexisted peacefully with us and gone to war with us and inspired Tolkien to write many books. I mean, there is a possibility this could represent one of those kinds of elder creatures or whatever you want to call them that, you know, are either elemental, something of the forest, things that aren't necessarily limited by the, you know, the biology and physics of a common man. Yeah, I was curious if maybe if there's any like Thai folklore or anything. There might out well there be. That, not that I f- was able to find when I was researching. Like it. if like gnomes or goblins or whatever are part of Thai folklore, or maybe something that would tie into like some weird little creatures. Like what's the one? It's not Thai, um, where it has a bowl of water on its head. That's Kappa, the Kappa, the Kappa from and, Japan. And then it's from Japan. But and that's like a that's a water kind of yeah, demon. So, but I'm wondering if maybe if, if if in Thai mythology they have like maybe some sort of like sky or water demons or something. Well, it would almost make kinda, sense. I mean, this thing was floating over obviously the moist, you know, right. rice paddies and and it was able to float. So that might indicate an an allegiance with air or, an, you know, some sort of affinity with water. Oh. We all have an allegiance with air. He was a waterbender, but fucking <laughs> yeah. betrayed and became an airbender. Oh, oh. The, the worst bender the ever. The waterbender. I just feel like if that was steeped in their folklore, they might have recognized it more as something. Yeah, that's true. On the same note, though, I would think if it was a balloon, they'd be able to recognize a balloon. And be like, oh, look, it's a balloon. Not like, oh, it's something that's looking all sad and bummed out at me, but I'm going to fuck with it. You know? Yeah, that's the haunting part. Like, you've got those blood red eyes, and you turn and give me the creepy look and acknowledge me. But then it's kind of like um, uh, the the farmer who saw the, the cow in the capsule. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. What was that? That was the... Uh... Oh, I can't even remember what I... Oh, God. I don't yeah. know why I'm drawing a blank. I can't even think from Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, a man cow or something, right? The, or... the, the, the encapsulized man yeah. cow that had the sad look yeah. that made the farmer... He was scared at first, yeah. but then for yeah. the rest of his life, he was like... I wish I helped that man cow. How yeah. funny is it that we can't remember what it is? Yeah, we only did a podcast. I've only <laughs> yeah. written an article. Well, because it was it's not a like classic a classic paranormal story. Yeah. Oh, God, it's funny. I can see the goddamn images. In I my remember head. it's from Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the hell it yeah, was. Yeah, we called. saw. I remember solving Bozak, it. We solved it. The Bozak, the Bozak humanoid. humanoid. Yeah, that's good lord, I'm ashamed. All right, so, so maybe Bozak like this thing was just sad eyed. Just bummed, man. And but maybe it's a an atmospheric entity. Maybe, oh, like maybe, a sky spitter. You know, like those things when they, yeah. they they live in the atmosphere, they they filter feed or whatever the fuck people say they do, and then it gets sick and comes to Earth, and it's just giving us the sad eyes, like I don't belong down here. Oh, no. got long jaundice. That's why I was yeah, yellow. You know, usually they're translucent. Now yeah. he's all yellow and liver filthy because earth's air's mucking it up we are uh, we our, our air sucks filthy, filthy earth air we do pollute things we 2005 do. i mean it's not like good old clean earth like if he showed up in the middle ages yeah. this is post-industrial <laughs> yeah. shitbag atmosphere earth so our pollutants are hurting these atmospheric creatures and they're going to start dropping left and right and it's going to be a problem 
I mean, I feel bad, but unfortunately, that's just the price you pay for progress. I thought you were going to say that's the price you pay for living in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that too. That, that too. Wow. Jeez. And that's the attitude that is <laughs> dooming the human race to an inevitable extinction. I mean, maybe, um, you know, again, I don't want to keep going back to the balloon because I kind of want to go interdimensional with this. But, like, I mean, I don't know, man. We don't take a blimp off the table. Who's to say it's not an interdimensional balloon? A balloon oh, from another dimension. Yeah. A child's toy Other from another world. Dimensional yeah. well, balloons. You know, why can't it be both? It, ever? I mean, it very well can It could be. be. I th- we already did that, though, with the clown. Well, why can't it be yeah, a balloon and a demon? Yeah, you know, it was a marionette from hell. Space yeah, hell. It was a storm giant toy, yeah. I think. Oh, that's right. And or slash child murderer. Probably the latter. For more information on that, check out the Sam the Sandown oh, Ghost Clown episode to be filled in on that. And also, too, check out the Sam the uh, Sandown Ghost Clown t-shirt. Oh, bunch of, the merch. Bunch of people on Instagram, actually. A couple of people sent me some pictures of them wearing it. I thought so, you did a wonderful job with that logo. I enjoy that t-shirt, yeah. and I want to get myself a hoodie. So, um, all right, gentlemen, what do we think this is? Let's give our own personal Ooh. theories here, and then we'll figure this There's out. There's a lot of things I want it to be. Okay. I want it to be something paranormal because... I almost never root for that. I'm a, I mean, I'm a crypto guy through and through, but in this one case, it just, I agree with what Chris said earlier, it simply can't be cryptozoological. I mean, it can be. The law of average estates, there's a small percentage that it can be, okay. but it really fucking can't be because yeah. there is no basis for a life form like this on Earth that we know of. So assuming it is not a fucking balloon, assuming that it is alive and it can look at people and it can control how it flies, even though it has no visible means of propulsion and you know no way to you know stay aloft or navigate but it can do it somehow so what would that be something from another world something from another as in planet something from another dimension or something paranormal that just is not enslaved to our physics right okay all right, solid. I, don't, I don't know what any of it could be i want it to be real because it's one of those offshoot weird ones that it's like it doesn't hurt anybody. Doesn't do anything dramatic. No, it's just hanging out. It's just out, floating over rice. Does a thing. Yeah, and and it puts then this. Bucks. Yeah, it puts this town on the map, and then jets in the yeah. in the coolest way ever, really. Yeah, and it literally jets out of there like a black rocket. So, all right, Christopher. Yeah. Well, that's that's the twist. Like it'd be different. If it was just like a balloon. It did a thing, and then it just like maybe floated drifted off. away. Yeah, but then, then higher and higher and disappeared. Then you could just say, oh, yeah, I think that was a balloon. But no, like it stretch, stretches into some sort of blackish color. missile thing. I, I don't even. I don't. Are you even... going interdimensional? Are you going uh, extraterrestrial? Ah. Crashing blimp? I feel like it was a failed first attempt at a really high tech firework. <laughs> 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 like the Japanese one, it goes here, the balloon pops, and, um, it's a missile. <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's, a, it's a fucking bottle rocket. Oh no! A bottle rocket with a report. Failed. Yeah. Can we have a whole, whole new uh, category of failed fireworks? Failed fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys. I don't know if any of you guys remember, but we did recently. We had a a a, a uh, situation with a balloon, where I may have decreed that it was a witch. Yep. But did we, did and we there know for a fact that it is a balloon? And there I mean, it goes. We did, yeah, we did see that it was a balloon, yes. Oh, you did? Well, I didn't it know. Was, it really? was a balloon. See, because I was in here researching the story while you and Chris were having an ultimate paranormal experience. Well. And then you came in and showed me a it wasn't shitty clearly it cell phone video. I mean, we, it was I, lumpy. I did see it leave the yard. And I'm like, oh, that's a you balloon. You did? Yeah, I totally see oh, it leave the yard. Oh, see, I was yeah. facing him, and then he saw it. By no, the time I, look I, I saw it leave the yard. I wanted it to be more. you didn't tell me that until right now. You'd cried false witch. You well, no, because it, there, there was nothing saying that it wasn't a witch balloon. It could have been both. Oh, my God. You can't use my words against me. Yes, I can. <laughs> see, what he, see, what he does, see what he does? Watch me do oh. it. Watch. 
Um, so you're saying the Lord's Prayer would have had no effect on this goddamn balloon? No, unfortunately, this probably helium not. Filled I, uh, you know what? I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to apologize to Christopher Robert and our audience. I may have gotten too excited and claimed that it was a witch, when in fact it may have been a balloon. Could have been a witch, though. Okay. Hey, as long as there's a hint of a possibility, I'm cool with you it. You still say the Lord's Prayer backwards because if it, if it is a witch and you don't do it and you then you fucked up completely. I still advocate that as a last resort because I still say once you drop that thing, what do you do next? You, you better have the second yeah, part to that plan. And, and that's only fight it how you with fight what it. with your mighty fist? Yes. They won't work on a witch. You don't know that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you can try. You'll probably lose. I don't want to take that chance. Yeah, I just know. get like like a, like a witch just spin kicks you. Oh, it sucks! <laughs> just sends you flying. Tony jaws all the I, fuck out of you. All I can think of is like Evil Dead, like when, he, oh, like, yeah. when he's fighting like the deadites and everything. Like hello, Ash, and they just beat the piss yeah, out of them. Yeah, they got They're all fucking yeah, totally. ninjas. But but totally. the Lord's Prayer thing only seems to work on certain witches. Yeah, it's actually not every witch. Like that if it you works have on, on. A, if, look, yeah. if there's a Norwegian witch, does it work right. on that? And of course, when we talk about witches, we're not we're not talking about all you nice witches out there. We're talking about the 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 evil crow transforming Juan and his felonious penis witches. Ah, yes. Yeah. See the yeah. See the, the podcast episode. What episode was? Well, that? it was the uh, the Bruja Rubio. Bruja Rubio. Yeah. So I think for this, um, I'm going to go with interdimensional blimp. I like it because why not? It's just the best May of both well. worlds. May as well. It's a do flavor it. sensation that you just don't expect. There you go, interdimensional okay. blimp. All right, cool. All right, so we've got bottle rocket, bottle interdimensional rocket. blimp, no, and, and I, you know, I'm I'm going with uh, fucking dying atmospheric creatures. <laughs> All right, yeah. Et. He, yeah. He et. Exactly. Et. But he didn't have a sweet Peter Coyote to help him, or a little Elliot to exchange, you know, bodily yeah. energies or whatever, and he just fucking. I guess maybe that's how you enter the afterlife when you're an atmospheric creature. You fucking stretch out, turn jet black, and shoot to divinity. Yeah. Maybe it was a portal to fucking the sweetness of heaven. It could have been, or maybe it was a black hole, and that's why he stretched. Oh, that could be it, too. Oh, that, see, now that's an interesting little... A quick black hole. A little hole. miniature... Super quick. Yeah, a real quick black hole. Super real quick black hole. Super quick black hole. Yeah, it's like a really small, super fast black hole. I mean, he didn't turn like into like a piece of white dog turtle like ET didn't partially die. Oh, that was so, so scummy. But maybe he yeah, turned into a. Piece I still have of, haunted uh, by that fucking shell of the white dog turd in the in the river. Oh, when I he's hated there, that. He's just like, and I'm just like, <laughs> no. Oh, it was so disgusting. It's so disgusting. It's so it was like an oyster. <laughs> but I mean, you know, maybe he turned into like a yellow dog turd as he came down from his atmospheric uh, situation and where the pollutants got to him and his kind. I maybe just, he's the last of his people. I feel if I can turn this into an environmental Jeez. message, we, we've done a good thing here today. Maybe he, it's, it's like the last of the Mohicans, but the last of the... The, the Stretchicans? Stretchy, yeah, the, the stretchy <laughs> Thai uh, aliens, possibly. All right, well, there you have it. I mean, that's our take on the, the Scarecrow of Chiang Rai. I mean, it's he's a... It's a broad-spectrum issue. There's a lot of things it could be, man. I mean, he's a, lot I, of things. he's a lot of things to a lot of people. I want to go more phantasmagorical with this, but I think, unfortunately, from the evidence I've seen, I'm going to go with interdimensional blimp yeah it just makes sense it, it really does. does i mean heller space aside that's the, that's the vehicle you travel to heller space in is right now i just feel lucky okay. that the black hole didn't consume all yeah, of us no, totally. i think we just we really narrowly Ooh, missed yeah. a bullet there we, totally we dodged a cosmological bullet we did we totally did all right cool so yeah thank you for joining us uh as always social medias the instas the twitters the facebooks ratings and reviews stick around we got some ratings and reviews coming up be sure to leave those on the itunes the apple podcast apps it helps us out greatly we got the t public shop 
Be sure to check that out. We got some t-shirts for sale. Uh, same thing with our big cartel shop. We got some koozies and some pins, and we have some products on the way that are going to be in that shop very soon. Mm-hmm. So be sure to keep your eyes on that. Uh, and uh, yeah, if any of you guys got merch out there that you want to tag us on the Instagrams with, be sure to post that up, and we will repost it. Also, too, if you add us as your Instagram story, we will restore it. Absolutely. Restore And I'll tell you for a fact, Mark loves them. You make his day when you send him these Instagram stories. I absolutely love when people hit us up on the Instagram stories. It is the best part of my day. All right, there you have it. And we're talking to you soon. Bye. Yeah. yeah. No, it floats. (laughs) Hate floats. Bye. Make sure your fireworks work. Cool. Thank you for sticking around for the ratings and reviews. We're going to get started coming from the iTunes and Apple Podcast apps. I'm obsessed. Five stars, Oddly Noodles. Thanks to Little Moonchild on Instagram. I am in love with you guys. Best thing to listen to when I'm driving around. Keep up the amazing work. Yes, thank you very much for the review. And thank you very much, Little Moonchild. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. over there on Instagram. She uh, she actually she does a bunch of Instagram stories for us. And uh, we got a, she actually sent a ton of listeners to us. I so, know. You're awesome. awesome. Thank, thank you so, thank you so fucking much. much. Thank you so very much. Uh, moving on here. Love it. Five stars. EVC100. I'm totally hooked on this show. I love cryptozoology, and this show gives me a lot of little-known cryptids and more from around the world. And it's hilarious. Aww. Love it with the thumbs-up emoji icon. Nice. Thank you very much. Hey. Thank you. Uh, next, moving on here. Uh, keep up the good work. Five stars from Celtic Blue 13. Brilliant show. Just like sitting with your mates discussing the topics, except you get no voice and can't join in. Ha. And no one, <laughs> o- no, one, no one offers me a beer yet. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There I Well, I offer you the metaphorical beer of distant friendship. Yeah. yeah. Drink heartily the next time you're listening. You know, since we got those koozies, probably the best thing to do is just order a koozie. Yeah. As you're listening, put your beer in the koozie and then drink and look at us on the koozie. Yeah, and stare then, at us. Yeah, you're drinking with us. Lovingly. Yeah, yeah totally. lovingly. Yeah. With hearts and hands. Indeed. Or, if, you know what? I say if we put an episode out that you don't like... You can just yell at the koozie and be like, why can't you guys be better? And then you can, like, throw it. Or then you can put, like, really bad things inside of us. You could, yeah, like vegetable juice and shit like that. Oh, yeah. yeah vegetable juice. Oh, that's, like, flour. the worst thing you I, could think. I know, I mean, it really. Vegetable don't juice? Don't you don't stretch hard on that. I do like a V8, though. There's not much. Like, the, the worst oh. thing to me is, like, a, like soda. I don't, I don't drink soda, so the worst thing is, like, soda. That's, like, all I got. That's literally the worst thing you can think to put inside a koozie. No, there's a lot of really sh- gross things you could put in there, but I'm just thinking beverage in a can. I limited uh, it. Clam- clamato? Oh, yeah. Clamato juice, yeah. Although it- A combination of Clamato and Yoohoo. Oh. On a dare, I wouldn't do that. I had one of those Bud Clamatoes. It was like, it's, it's like Bud and Clamato juice. Oh, yeah. And it oh. sounds terrible, but it's actually not that bad. No, it is. It, it's it kind is. of like a Caesar boat with a Budweiser. It sounds horrible. I mean, I don't know. It's not. I don't know. I didn't mind it. I, well, I remember it was 10 in the morning and it was at a brunch and I'm like, fuck it. I am Let's judging. Have a Budweiser and a fucking Clamato. Yeah. Oh, that just sounds like two bad things that are worse together. That's yeah. how it is. Uh, yeah. So be sure to leave us those rating and reviews, guys. Uh, the, uh, you can do it on Facebook. You can do it on the iTunes Apple Podcast app. Leave those and we'll read them. And um, for a second, goodbye. Anybody got any closing thoughts? 
Oh. Anything we need to get off our chest? Anything? Everyone good? Everyone solid? No, no it's We're it's making good. it through the holiday I season. Feel good. Good. I mean, so this far. is pre-Christmas Ish. recording. I would wish people a really wonderful holiday, but it's going to be in the past tense, so I'm going to wish that it was a yeah. wonderful holiday That's true. for you. Because I, yeah. it's a tough time of year, but there can be some joy if you find a way to to drink enough we're gonna so, get through good. i've already got through my first christmas plenty hammered so speaking I'm, of which got mark one. gave chris and i just a beautiful gift oh yeah extraordinary oh, yeah. wonderful geek-tastic gift and god bless that man well, god bless his christmas spirit merry christmas robert and chris one and all in dubadilly <laughs> thanks for joining us and we're talking to you soon bye again ha again bye the first eyewitness of this strange event came forward. The first eyewitness of this strange event came forward. Yeah. Yeah, Chiggity Biggs. Okay. <laughs> yep. How did. Calm How down. Fudge Nichols. Chiggity Biggs. Effington Heights, Nebraska. Wow. When, when I was it's basically Christmas. raising my niece and nephew, Simmer I did down. my best to make up new swear words that weren't actually profane. Chiggity Biggs is one of them. Oh, jeez. Though that does sound like it's somehow horrible. It sounds like an but old really racist isn't. term from like 1902 or something. Yeah, but it really isn't. It does it sound old timey. It's, it's more like chitty chitty bang bang dumb right. shit. All right. All right. Let's try it again.